Hi, welcome to Pot Culture for Dummies. I'm Darcy. I'm Jack. I'm Rachel. And we're here to just discuss the latest and greatest of pop culture while getting high. Thanks for joining. How's everyone doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I slept in. You slept in? Yeah. What's sleeping in? Oh, like 8.30. Nice. I woke up instead of like 6. So Incredible. Incredible. I shot awake at, a, at 6.50. Just the anxieties. They got me. <laughs> Awful. I hate that for you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what they say. If you want to learn to wake up without an alarm clock, try anxiety. <laughs> This episode brought to you by Anxiety. <laughs> every episode of yeah, my life is brought to you by day. Anxiety. <laughs> it's just a horrified look in my eye. I don't know if you guys thought that. <laughs> it got a little too real. Dude, what were you what were you anxious about this morning? Um, I think that I you know, I was telling you earlier, my ego's just a little fragile today. <laughs> so, you know, a few rejections in a week will get will we'll get to you. So I, I don't blame you. That boys suck. Boys True. Suck. Men suck. No offense to men, but like men suck. Mm, no offense. Okay, offense yeah, to offense the ones to men. That take offense to. I, I meant offense. <laughs> take it back. All offense. I meant offense. <laughs> oh, I I also got to sleep in to like the ripe hour of I think seven twenty. Nice. Uh, that's that's how long the cats gave me before I was getting harassed. Piper, uh, our, our lovely almost six-month-old kitten, one week off of six months, uh, his, his new tactic for getting me out of bed is to jump onto the blinds oh. and just start walking through the blinds. And he's learned that, that that'll get me out of bed pretty quickly. And now he's just sleeping in this room like yeah. a little angel. Yeah, you never know the terror he causes. Yeah. He's so cute. He's so cute. Are both of you high already? Yes. Absolutely. For, have been for like an hour. Okay. Yeah, okay, like okay. we were solidly high before you even came up here. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So whenever you said pot culture while getting high, I'm the only one who's currently getting high. Truly. But okay. <laughs> but also, I mean, I'm not to not to start confessing things, but I'm I'm more freshly high. I think I am always high. Oh, sure. Just mathematically. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you wake and bake, but that the carryover. The carryover, yeah. yeah. For sure. I think since since being here with you guys, my memory has has gotten a little worse. Great. Between the perpetual depression, that was on me, that was always there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, we don't we aren't a part of that. Hopefully. It's taken a small toll, I'd say. I don't regret it, though. Let's be real. <laughs> I, I choose to solely blame our pot usage for my memory these days and refuse <laughs> at all to acknowledge that depression has an effect on memory. I, I, I refuse. Yeah. It can't be that. <laughs> it can't be that. I, just the... Just the pot usage. You know, I thought I thought I was doing I thought I was doing pretty well this year, depression wise. I thought I was managing it pretty well. And then we went and saw the Barbie movie, <laughs> which was incredible. Great movie. Uh, laughed, cried. It was wonderful. But they have that that little like basically blink and you miss it bit about depression, Barbie. <laughs> 
and it just literally described my day to day life, and it was a lot. I had to, I had to, I had to face a lot that day. <laughs> it hit a little too hard. Yeah, it was too a little too close, close to, to home. home. <laughs> oh no. And. And yeah, I thought I, I think I actually turned to you and said I thought I was doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think what what stood out to me was unfortunately you were wearing the exact outfit. The exact outfit that was described in the film. And I hadn't showered yet that day. Yep. <laughs> that was great. Well, this has been sufficiently depressing to start. Uh, should we start talking about pop culture? I thought we were talking about pop culture. You know, our uh, our mental illnesses might have taken a forefront there. It's fine. You're right. And by ours, I mean mine primarily. And I started this. I yeah. <laughs> All right. So so now we know what what rabbit hole you'll lead us down. Great. We we will get to learn a lot about ourselves. That's true. Together. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess, you know, I did not put this on our list to talk about, but I did just think of a topic that we could start with. Tell me about it. So, we saw the Hunger Games movie yesterday. The new Hunger Games ballad of snakes snakes and songbirds. Songbirds and snakes. Songbirds and snakes. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was, so we went and saw that yesterday and I had not read the book. I'd read the Hunger Games books, the trilogy, but uh, just, you know, you, the years start coming and they really don't stop coming and <laughs> just, <laughs> just hadn't gotten around to reading that book yet. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it was fun going into that really blind for me um, and having the movies. We did rewatch the movies leading up to it. And so having those kind of fresh in the mind was also nice. Um, I, I did enjoy the film. Yeah. What would you say you rated it on, like, a five-star scale? On a five-star scale? I mean, I'm going to give it three stars. Three. Okay. And that's because of part three. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be a solid four just because the the acting quality. The, the, the acting quality is very good. They were so good. Um, And, again, I, I haven't read the book, so I didn't come into it with kind of ideas of who yeah. these characters should be. Um. But, you know, as I, as I expressed at length, there are a handful of characters in, in the Hunger Games films that I just think were very... We're not, we're not the right casting choice. Yeah. And I did not feel that way about this film. I felt like everyone really fit the role that I felt they were trying to portray. Um, I really liked those two leads. Yeah, they were really good. In the new movie. In the new movie. Yeah. Rachel, what's her name? Zegler. Zegler. Rachel yeah. Zegler. Not to be confused with our Rachel. Um, no, never. But I just—I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, she was. I loved the singing, but you know, I would watch it if every film was a musical. I would be happy. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't think—I think for it not being a musical, I thought it was a good amount of singing. That if someone doesn't like musicals, they would not be like triggered. No, absolutely. <laughs> I think sometimes random singing in my mind is a little cringy, but I think that they pulled it off well. I think because she was such a good singer yeah. for me yeah. is why it didn't come across. Because No offense to Jennifer Lawrence, but her singing in the first films... She's not a singer. She's, She's not, not a, a singer. singer. Rachel yeah. Zegler is, yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, she... Because this Rachel Zegler, she was in that... I never saw it, but the... Um, the snapping one. Spielberg's adaptation of West Side Story. West Side Story. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I, all I can do is snapping. <laughs> um, I haven't seen 
the guy who played Snow in anything before, so I don't know. Like, it was one of those where I was like, he's probably someone that someone ten years younger than me is excited about. You think? I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I neither any of us would know because. And you are you are our our young friend right now. You're the one that tells us who the who the young kids are into. I had to look him up. He, I mean, to nobody's surprise. Is not actually that blonde. No, of course um, not. And I saw his eyebrows. <laughs> and, and he, um, I just know, he's like 26 years old, I think, and a British actor. That is what I know about him. Oh, British actor. Can he rap? Because I could see him just with the blonde hair in a Marshall Mathers bio. Yeah, exactly. A Marshall yeah, Mathers bio. Yeah, especially once he buzzes yeah, the hair. The short off. hair? Yeah, for oh, sure. Spoiler alert, I guess. Well, that's. I feel like that was in the trailer. He goes oh. through multiple hairstyles. Great, like, great. I I went into that knowing that he was gonna do that at some point. It was giving either alt right or M M&M. M. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it, it could go either way. It was definitely. I think it was intended to give all right. Yeah, I truly. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you're probably not supposed to watch him going. Could he play M M&M? M? <laughs> uh, I did love that dress that she wore. Yeah, I, that was a good fashion moment that got to last for quite a while. I wasn't mad about that dress. I was thinking that while I understand for sentimental reasons. She, it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It was just like a giant red flag, like big rainbow oh, skirt, yeah, flying through the arena. Yeah, yeah. Strategically, <laughs> not the best choice. Awful. Yeah. yeah. Awful. <laughs> and quite frankly, all of her choices in the arena should have killed her. <laughs> yes, that's true. And and like she really should have been one of the first ones to go. Yeah. Right. And so. So, like, spoilers aside, does she ever learn that he did things that gave her an advantage? That, like, without him cheating, she wouldn't have won? Oh, I guess in the movie, no. Unless that's something that they talked about when they were, like, giggling and keeping their feet together. Yeah, like, maybe... I, I don't have a memory of him being like, I'm here as a punishment for cheating so that you could win the games. And her going, what? You cheated for me? Right. How, like, because... Although, I guess he gave her the rat poison, so maybe she knew that wasn't totally kosher. Yeah, but does she ever know why the snakes didn't, like... Snakes didn't bite her because she was singing. No. Right. And does she just believe that forevermore? I don't know. Good question. I can't remember if he tells her when he gets to 12. Does this mean you're going to read the book? I'll probably read the book. I think it's interesting because it kind of seems like Suzanne Collins might have had, like, a, they're going to make this into a movie in her mind. Sure. (laughs) And, And maybe a lot of dystopian authors actually do this. I've... Like, sometimes I read new, like, YA dystopian books, and I'm like, ah, they wrote this for the movies, because I can see it all laid out, but um, I just, I think that this film adaptation was, like, truly pretty outstanding compared to Mockingjay and the first movie of The Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Catching Fire still lives. It's a world of its own. Catching Fire is so good. Yeah, the story just transcends anything. It's incredible. Yeah, it's so good. Right. Like, like, truly you can't screw up when you're given something that good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Catching Fire. It's so good. Um, But I I just thought that it was so beautiful, and 
they're it was like pretty true to what I remember from the book, so okay. And my grievances were still the same as yeah. the ones from the book. Yeah, so. I'm definitely in my like. I'm gonna read a book written by some mentally ill woman. Absolutely, <laughs> and get in her head. Absolutely, and pretend like I'm not in my. <laughs> there and we go. Bringing it back. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Like, give me, uh, yeah, why dystopia? You know, I love it. We, we live it. You know, we live a yeah. dystopian world every day. So reading about it, especially ones that are worse, it's like, okay, it could be worse. And you know, you know what's so funny is that I did not enjoy reading Order of the Phoenix when it came out because I was that age. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, so I nice. knew so many Harrys. Oh, yeah. That it wasn't uh, entertaining to read about a temperamental teenage boy. And now I'm like reading about like yeah our the crumble of our society and I'm like this is very on the nose, <laughs> and somehow I love it. So yeah. is that just like what happens as you get older? You have the wisdom of age. <laughs> <laughs> you know another movie that I know you want to talk about, Darcy. Willy Wonka <laughs> and my boy Tim. Timothy, I oh my goodness, I cannot believe that this movie actually exists. <laughs> I think first we need to just start off by acknowledging that you and I have very different feelings towards. I'm, I may Google Timothy Chalamet way more frequently. Absolutely, <laughs> he's. I do have to check on his age every once in a while. For sure, he's definitely on your laminated list. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, we won't split hairs here. Whereas I'm over here going, like, oh, I think I'm old because I, I don't get it. I don't see it. I he looks like a child yeah. to me. <laughs> he seems he's he seems like a child. And an, an obnoxious one at that. Like the teenagers that I'm like, no, you need to grow out of that before I'm willing to talk to you again. And now this Wonka movie, it feels to me. We don't need a third one. There's just, there's so many things that have happened this year that really do just feel like my TikTok page has just come to life. Okay. And I just feel like Hollywood's run out of ideas. And they're just like, that got a million views. Let's make it into a movie. (laughs) And I think that's how this happened. I am very excited that we are going to get a Willy Wonka movie premiere. Yeah. I am truly excited for this. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I hope above all things, like, I'm not exaggerating when I say I think about this daily. Is this your Roman Empire? Currently, absolutely. I am hoping beyond all hope that this is Timothee and Kylie Jenner's red carpet debut. A formal launch, (laughs) if you will. A hard launch. A hard launch. A hard launch, yeah. (laughs) I want it so bad. All I want for Christmas <laughs> is for Kylie Jenner to attend this this movie premiere with Timothee Chalamet. The looks will have to be insane. Oh, yeah. And it's would like, they be oh, matching? Will he be wearing a giant purple top hat? <gasps> oh, oh, my gosh. If he goes, to the if he goes on theme... Wow. I think he has he to. Pulled Austin point. Butler as Elvis. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Imagine that version of Timothy Chalamet where he's just been method acting. Oh my god! Months now. 
Oh no. Oh no. I, it's like scary because it's just plausible at this point. Um, but I truly, I, I, again, we have very different feelings about this boy. And I, I think that this movie is going to be a very different turning point in his career. I think that, I think that Kylie will come to this movie. They will sit through this movie. She will watch him as Willy Wonka in this ridiculous movie that no one asked for. It will end and she will turn and look at this man, this man boy, and say, you know what? I think I'm good. I think we're done. I think that Willy Wonka is going to be Timothy Chalamet's last fuckable day. <laughs> I am... You know, I feel like I'm going to learn a lot about myself after watching this movie. <laughs> the links I will go to for a tall, skinny white <laughs> Can't relate. Can't. Can't relate. And, and we haven't even talked about Hugh Grant. Oh, yeah. I was going oh, to bring this up. His last book. Oh, my. No, I can't even. I can't even with Hugh Grant these days. Um, it's too much. Okay, so I have to ask the question. What makes what what is it that makes a man in Hollywood's last fuckable day? For those of you who don't know, a woman's last fuckable day, according to Amy Schumer, is when she is cast as a mother. Yeah. Regardless of age. Regardless of age. <laughs> And because, oh, Sally Field was like the most perfect example because it was like in the course of a year, she went from playing Tom Hanks' girlfriend in a film to playing his mother in a film. Oh. Oh, see, that's just packaged up in a very teachable moment. Yeah. Like, I think that was actually the origin of The Last Fuckable Day was how did Sally Field in one year go from playing Tom Hanks' girlfriend to playing his mother? I think she's his mother in, like, Forrest Gump or something. Oh, my God. That one hurts. Yeah. That one hurts. Um, I, my, I guess, teachable moment was also when um, there is a movie on Apple TV called Cha-Cha Real Smooth. It's by a director who has only made one other film. He is in his mid twenties, and he is just your your. Uh, he has some fans. Um, I am not one of them because I just cannot get behind a mid twenty something film student's idea of what love and relationships. <laughs> <laughs> such a wild journey for me because truly at no point did I know where you were going with this. <laughs> it was so exciting for me. I was like, I this is incredible. Twists and turns. Oh my goodness. So wait, I need to make sure I'm going to ask a dumb question here. Dakota Johnson, we're talking about 
Anastasia from Fifty Shades of Grey, Dakota Johnson. Yes, Didn't she also play Tom Holland's mom this year <gasps> in that show? And, like, the justification is that she was supposed to be, like, some teen mom or whatever. Oh, my God. She's I not. just, um, the weed finally hit. <laughs> <laughs> it hit. You, like, felt it in your body, the pain that maybe she's not just played one mom, but two. So that is incredible. I hurt for her. May she rest in peace. May she rest in peace. <laughs> She's so awkward, though. She is. <laughs> There's, like, a little bit of a charm to her purely from the, the limes. Jack, do you know about the limes? I do not know about oh, the limes. Explain the limes. <laughs> so, you know those, like, Architectural Digest videos on YouTube where Architectural Digest will, like, interview celebrities in their homes and the celebrities will, like, take them around and, like... Yeah. Explain all the decor. Um, in Dakota Johnson's Architectural Digest, she takes the camera crew into the kitchen, and there's just a bowl of lime. With a, a giant <laughs> bowl of lime. Why do you need more than like two? <laughs> and she, well, she has a lot of margaritas. She walks into the kitchen, stands right next to them, and she goes, And there are limes here. I just <laughs> love limes. I just love limes. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, pardon me. And later on Ellen. Explains to the audience that she did not put that there. That was just decor. It was like staging that had been done. And she does not usually have that. No, no, it's even worse than that. She's allergic to lime. (laughs) So it's like, it's not just that, like, she didn't put them there. Like, she's allergic to them. And so, in like, in the moment with, like, a camera in her face and an interviewer and she's just like so like taken out of her realm with this giant bowl of limes that she just can't ignore (laughs) the lie someone has to address it for all of us watching at home somebody has to address it (laughs) oh that's that's terrible that's terrible like hilarious for us yeah that must have been so awkward for her she's just charming in that way and then the way she called ellen out for not for being invited to her birthday yeah. and not being able to go. That was so awkward. It was very awkward, but I I have to there's a little bit of respect there for for that. There is. So, okay, to bring it back. Yes. A man's last fuckable day. I mean, George Clooney's played a dad. But he's still fuckable. What is it? Is it, I feel like, is the threshold for a man, is it more about, like, the ick factor? I was, yeah. I was just about to say that I think so. And it, it's, and it, you know, with a woman, it's like, and now she's a mom. But with a man, it's just so, it's not as black and white. It's just ick. Yeah. And, like, there is one thing that we expect out of men in Hollywood. A-list men in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It is to age like a silver fox mm-hmm. and very gracefully as well. And George Clooney has done his role perfectly. Yeah. He truly has. He truly the poster, has. The poster man for aging gracefully. Both on the outside and the inside. Oh yeah, what a, what a person. Is it just the, like, the first big scandal against women? 
Is it? No, because like I don't think that Timothy Chalamet has any scandal oh, going on. He's just playing. I think yeah. he's just ick. But maybe he's just ick to me because he's to me he's so young, uh-huh. and I just feel like I'm looking at a teenager. Is <laughs> Manga supposed to be a teenager? Anyway, it's fine. I mean, it's supposed to be an origin story, right? Yeah. yeah. I also don't know how old he is. Like he could very well be like 29, 28. Oh, I think he's. Okay, because I think Kylie Jenner is also yeah. 26, 27. Yeah. So they're all older than I think they are. But they're all age appropriate, at least. For oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. not the issue with them. Yeah. I mean, he did start start making a name for himself when he was probably like, what, 22? Yeah. Younger, so. I don't even actually know, like, what his big break was. Hold on. Was it Ladybird? That's no, kind of the... it's Call Me By Your Name. Oh, oh duh. Yeah, duh. No, totally. <laughs> I'm like, obviously Lady Bird is just top of mind for me. Right, because but... we're obsessed with <laughs> anything that Greta Gerwig oh, touches. Absolutely. I feel like Greta Gerwig makes movies for us, specifically. Yeah. She's like, for the affected, depressed millennial, here's a great film for you to enjoy and cry at, and it's beautiful. If I found out she was adapting the phone book, I would buy tickets absolutely. to the opening day. Yeah. Like... Greta Gerwig's The Yellow Pages. I would see that in a Um, so just back to a man's last fuckable day real quick. I was thinking about it. Is it at all like we're talking about the ick factor? Is it like, you know, this kind of, I, I think it's pretty sexist, but like the, the crazy hot scale. Mm-hmm. Is there like, is there like an ick hot scale? Absolutely. There is absolutely, but I don't think it's hot in the same way. And I have an example for you and it is Justin Timberlake. Because we have not, millennial women are not going to cancel him yet. Mm-hmm. Yet, is, did Britney have some awful things to say? For sure. But, but we want that in sync reunion tour. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. And we will, we will, and he knows it. Yeah. He knows that once we get it, it's over for him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's like, what else do I need to do? That's- that also need to be like the absolute biggest like if they were to record a new album every song has to be a bop there yeah. can be no skip I have all the faith that they will be of course I I am so blinded with 90s hysteria love for this band <laughs> well and they just slipped right back into it in their latest in the, this last song they just recorded I, that Trolls movie yeah I cried like it was yeah well, the first time we listened to that song, and it wasn't like cute tears streaming down my face. That <laughs> '90s mania, trembling, crying—like I was year old right girl back there at like three thirty on yeah. a Friday, screaming, crying, throwing. Up. It was amazing. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, give me more. I, and so I, it's less about him being hot per se, in the same regard. But there's something I still want yeah. from him. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hugh Grant, obviously, out out of there. Well, and I feel like, in my mind, he hasn't been fuckable in decades. Mm-hmm. Because he, like, wasn't it, like, he was married to, like, Elizabeth Hurley and just, like, cheated on her with, like, everyone who stood still long enough. And 
all of his female co-stars have come out saying for decades now how awful he is to work with. Sure. And he's, like, fully self-aware of these things and can articulate them. Yeah. But just as, like, yeah. Yeah, gross. Ew. In my mind, I have no idea what that man has done since, like, I don't know, that Bridget Jones remake probably is technically the most recent one, but then prior to that, like, ten years before. um, Like, after his, like, little round of rom-coms. Yeah. Yeah. Then there was the Bridget Jones remake from, like, I don't know, seven years ago at this point. Could be longer. Time it, the years start coming yeah. in. I actually yeah. fully forgot that they did that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I mean, Colin Firth is the thing that keeps it top of mind, of course. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, regardless. <laughs> and then he did that, um, that show where he was a, like, gay man in some sort of position of power. And... Suddenly coming back at the ripe old age of probably 85. Yeah. Or at least he looks like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it was shocking to me to see the, the, just how far, how, how, how far he has not aged basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. like how, how the tables turn. He went from like British romantic hot hunk lead. Sure. To an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> 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 I and I couldn't tell you what he's done with the last decade of his life. No, truly, couldn't tell you. I feel like <gasps> no, he was also in that show with Nicole Kidman. Um, also did not. That is actually probably the first thing that I really saw him in that I was like, whoa, where, where did he come from? Um, the show's been out for several years now. It is called something big, like the happening. Project. I don't know. Um, <laughs> She's in a lot of movies with vague titles. Exactly. Um, this is a limited series on HBO, and shocking to no one, he it, it's a murder mystery. Girl, a girl gets, uh, gets I'm like he, vaguely remembering this. Hugh Grant gets accused of it because sure. he has the motive, the means, the. He just has the face of a murderer. <laughs> does like he's telling her she's she plays his wife in this she's he's telling her no it wasn't me it wasn't me and she's like no you're absolutely right it was not you and so she's trying to prove that it's not him only to find out dun 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 it was him (laughs) yeah it was just the biggest like i don't know if it was like he played the role too well or if he just gives the murderer vibes already he definitely gives murderer vibes yeah Yeah. Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa. Oh. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah. And like, okay, my my biggest example that I always go to is our, our boy Ben Affleck. You know, I think Ben Affleck, objectively, is on the surface an objectively handsome human being. Yeah. When perceived through your eyes. When, right. When all you do is look at him. Yes. And then, but it's when the man starts talking that you're like, what was I even, I don't yeah. even know what I saw. And I feel like for him, it was when he divorced Jennifer Garner. Yes. Agreed. Anyone who had divorced Jennifer Garner is just. Anyone who would hurt a hair on that woman's body. Like, how dare you bring her to tears once? I can't. She's a national treasure. 
She's perfect. To see her pretty cry and then not immediately want to make it stop? Absolutely mm. not. Like, she, like, I watched so many episodes of Alias <laughs> where there were just abundance of hot men ready to envelop her in a hug. That's what you do, Ben. <laughs> so I think, I feel like for, it's that ick. Because it's not just like, oh, they got divorced. It was like, no, you left her. You are yeah. her. Yeah. It's messed up, man. Like how everyone threatened Ben in Parks and Rec at his engagement party. of Like, if you hurt her, and he's like, you're my friends. And they're like, no, we're not. <laughs> we're Leslie's friends. <laughs> That Ben Affleck, even at the time, the the big split, if we knew he had another Goodwill hunting in him, though, would we have excused him? I think... I, that could apply now. What at, if he has another Goodwill hunting in him right now? No. Not right now. I think back then, maybe. But now, after <laughs> Batman, he's... No, he's done. I feel like there's... I might be projecting here. Uh-huh. But I feel like there's sort of like the collective unspoken assumption that Matt Damon oh, yeah. is the real talent here. <laughs> he has, he has yes. proven it time and time again, and Ben Affleck is very much not. Yes. And I feel like Matt Damon, truly his biggest crimes in life, and this is not meant to be a hot take, feel free. Like, if people want to throw me some information, I'm happy to learn that he's a terrible human being. But I feel like his biggest crime is his, like, friends. Yeah. He doesn't keep the best company. He doesn't keep the best company. But doesn't that say a lot about him, too? It does. It's true. It's yeah. sure. Like how, like, how much is he just turning an eye, a blind eye to? But I feel like he is the real talent there, and that's why he was the lead. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Affleck played himself. I'm sure he wrote... The dialogue with, you know, all the swears in it. <laughs> and was like, it's brilliant. But, like, did he write, how about them apples? No. No, he did not. Nope. Oh, man. Did he write any of Robin Williams' dialogue? No. <laughs> any of the smart math stuff? No. No. I mean, I, will, I guess, though, I did think Argo was good. But he was still with Jennifer Garner. Because she's a national treasure. She makes everything around her better. That's true. Including her Betty Boy. And has he won an Oscar? I actually don't know. Since divorcing her, he won an Oscar for Argo and right. Goodwill Hunting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but has he won an Oscar since her? Has he done anything other than Batman? Oh, I'm sure he has. Yeah, because yeah. they, they did some movie together. Yeah. And it, the, I just remember there were a lot of interviews of them promoting something together and it was like we're doing a movie together again uh, like a year ago maybe uh, I, see. I wasn't the target audience no it was a movie about white men written by white men for white men what? do you remember that they remember that uh, <laughs> as a yes I've seen them all um, <laughs> <laughs> no I have not seen them all thankfully uh, remember that that Nike movie Air. Whoa. That was just like it was like white man white men monologue. Wait, wasn't it that movie? I think that might that might actually that be might the movie. be the movie. I might just be catching up to the conversation. Oh my god! 
But like, wait, we've seen the movie. We've seen it. it here's the thing. It's not a bad movie. But it, it is a just good movie. It, right. It's not a good. It's just white men monologuing, which is like I just I've seen it all. No, but it was. Point. It was just like one white man monologuing after another, and there wasn't really much of a plot to it. And I was like, "There's no way that this is how any of this actually went down." I've been in meetings before. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very dramatic. And so yeah, it was just like it was just like an hour and forty five minutes of monologues. White man monologue, yeah. I mean, even Moneyball had like some substance around the white man monologue. Did we watch Moneyball? We've watched that recently too. Oh, recently? Shit. We watched a lot of white man movies. Sorry. Uh, I sleep during a lot of movies, I think. I think I sleep a lot more than I am willing to own in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I only slept through the, the last half of Iron Man. I watched that last. Yeah, but it's the last half of Iron Man. The third act of Iron Man, it's so cliche, it's not even needed. It's like, do we even need to go through the plot? Obviously, I mean, I get that, like, you can't... That's, like, the whole point of Minority Report. Is like, obviously (laughs) you're the villain, so we're just going to arrest you before you even commit the crime. Oh, no. Wow, did I just become Republican for a second? (laughs) It's a way of just being like, we don't even need the third act of Iron Man. Wow. That's how they get you. You're you're now a proud a proud moderate Republican, <laughs> a dying breed of Republican in this country. You know what they say: you either live long enough to win, <laughs> or die the hero, or live <laughs> long enough to become Republican. We yeah. were we were chatting with a neighbor a couple of weeks ago, and they have you know small young children, and they're raising them to be very like progressive woke children. Yeah, and. And she was telling us that, like, what she wasn't prepared for is that she's not as woke as she's teaching. Yeah. <laughs> and that there are times when her children are like, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> calling her out. And, like, calling her out for, like, over-gendering things and all this stuff. And she's just like, whoop, you're right. I absolutely did just try and do that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. and these kids are adorable. They're adorable. Yeah. They're so energetic. I know they're, you love them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we love we love a mom who can take upwards feedback. Like right. That. And that's the thing. It's yes. the willingness to listen to your children and actually just like, you know, treat like them be- like human beings. Exactly. Yeah. Treat them like human beings. That's that's a mother who's going to have a relationship with her adult kids. Absolutely. Yeah. This episode brought to you by Lux Pot Shop, Lake City Way. This episode also brought to you by Willy Wonka and Timothy Chalamet's last fuckable text. <laughs> Sorry. And film Wonka. Oh, the film, yeah. The film Wonka. And also our collective depression. So. As millennials. Another topic that I am just, I am very excited to talk about. It, it has been on my mind constantly since the news dropped is that Patrick Dempsey. Oh no. Is People's 2023 sexiest man alive. I hate that I know this already. <laughs> there there are few things that have surprised me this year, truly. <sighs> that that was one of them. It was not on my bingo card. No, or, not on no. my bingo card. Patrick Dempsey in the year 2023. What year is like it can't it's yeah. I it's 2009. And then right? that's actually how I learned he's in some movie. 
that's coming out. <gasps> Thanksgiving. Not yes, not only just any movie. Right. Thanksgiving. Wait, he's in the horror movie? Okay, yeah. that's why I could not remember what... I was like, I don't remember what one it was. <laughs> and it's because it was the horror film, and I just went, oh, nope, nope, moving on. <laughs> not interested. Now, see, but now I'm interested... I don't watch... I, mean, I don't watch horror ever. Hardly ever. That's my fault, I think. Well, I mean, I also... I watch, like, zombie horror, but not, like, real horror, because it's... That's all right. I've watched. I'm the like they're being they're mean to each other. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I do watch horror. I take it back. I, but yes, um, I I would be interested in watching this, this Thanksgiving movie mostly because of the connection to 2023 people's people's sex is man alive. Sex man alive. It's, it's no one could have predicted it. You could have asked me. Like, who would be the most surprising option for Sexiest Man Alive this year? What, like, wouldn't have been Patrick Dempsey. No, no. no. I think, like, in my, you, you posed the question, in my mind, I immediately went, Adam Levine. Because also, what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> he has also had his last fuckable day. It was a Super Bowl performance. I could name that one just right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, You're Adam. like, I remember where I was the exact moment it happened. Just extreme ick. I can't anymore. But it probably oh, happened much earlier for, for the both of you, watching him on The Voice over yeah, the years. I yeah, ju- he, he was so like predatory on The Voice, and I didn't like it. Yeah, his when he would like stand forward and like lean forward. No, Adam, like bring it back. Yeah. Just like turn it down just a couple degrees. Yeah, but even that would not be as shocking as Patrick Dempsey again in the year twenty twenty three. Yeah, and see, I think if I would have thought of a shocking choice, I would have gone a very different direction, like a Pete Davidson. Yeah, or like a not conventionally attractive, but like Wait. in in popularity. I kind of feel like Pete Davidson should be people's sexiest man alive. I mean, yeah. I'm just Pete really, really is. Yeah. Hey, it gets stuck in my head a lot. I think he proved something with that, you know? I, I feel like he was like, I am funny. Yeah. Not just in a tabloid. Absolutely. I think we knew Pete Davidson was funny. Yeah, his stand-up special, we quote that one a lot. Yeah. Like, shit's catchy, man. That's another one. Actually, whenever he joined the cast of SNL, like, I remember that year so distinctly. Because I was like, who is this kid? I'm pretty sure he was... No, he must not be younger than me. I don't know how old he is. But he... I was just like, how is this kid around my age? On SNL! And he is fucking hilarious on SNL. Yes. so funny. My dream would be to get him to, like come here and record with us that would be um, I, it would, it's never gonna happen oh, but I would here's why it shouldn't happen that. we should not have someone who's that much funnier than us on oh. this podcast but I think I mean I, I feel like he would be appropriate for the environment sure 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 it's like him Rogan and Snoop would yeah. be like my three dream and Martha my four dream guest stars absolutely but yeah, yes, I would have so I would have gone for an unconventional sexiest man alive choice not a who haven't you thought of in over a decade. Correct. Not even for a second. Not. No. I mean, I never thought of. I, I. I might have been too young for the Patrick Dempsey height. I also mm. didn't watch Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. so, like, I either was too young or just like not in the club. Yeah, that's fair. He he does have nice eyes. I have always, you know. 
I think I was. He earned his nickname for sure. I think I was so deeply offended that in the movie Enchanted, they cast Idina Menzel in the hype. This is after Rent. This is after Wicked. And then they don't have her sing, but Patrick Dempsey sing. And I think. I oh, think man. that I was so mad. I'm realizing right now in this moment, I've been mad at Patrick Dempsey <laughs> for two decades. Wow, this goes For deep. singing in Enchanted when Idina Menzel did not. Yeah, he upstaged and that's Idina not his fault. Menzel. It's, it's not. not his fault. He wasn't a writer. I know. Yes, yeah. we will blame him. I, I have. I clearly have been blaming him. <laughs> And I think that's my, I was just like, no, I don't want to watch Grey's Anatomy. No, I don't want to watch anything this man is in. He got to sing when Idina did not. Yeah. And also, no, is he not 2023's sexiest man alive? No. He's people's 2023. Right. Yeah. Right. Not the people. Not the people. Not the people. (laughs) The people pick Pete. I did, I did hear a solid theory that he was chosen or like he like because of the screen the SAG strike a lot of actors had to pass on being Sexiest Mm -hmm. Man Alive and so that made me feel a little better because I feel like when we take that into consideration like would it be Ryan Gosling or is his moment also passed no his moment has not passed because we saw that trailer for that upcoming film The Fall Guy Gosling's moment is ongoing I am so excited for that movie. Like, all it took was, like, half the trailer, if even, before I was like, sold, I'm going. It it gave me, like, not quite Free Guy vibes in the, like, weird absurdity, Mm. but in the kind of the style of comedy they're going for, action comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It truly seems that Ryan Gosling method acted as Ken and similar to Austin Butler did not get out of character when filming wrapped. And so can. he's just Ken in another movie, and it it looks perfect. It, it looks, so, looks good. so good. Yeah, he was very charming. And then on top of it, it seems like Emily Blunt has more of a role in this action movie than just Sex yeah. and the Yeah, and like which, some which comedy Which has been a theme chats. recently yeah. for Emily Blunt, if yeah. anyone here has seen Jungle Cruise. Oh. Which is, I think she is the highlight of that. It's an incredible film with incredible actors, but she is just like... I, Jungle Cruise, I, I laughed a lot at Jungle Cruise. That was a great film. Another amazing Emily Blunt action comedy. Truly. And I think this movie will be similarly entertaining and insane. So if, this, if the actor strike hadn't been going on, who do you think they would have offered it to that had to turn it down? Oh, Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling's on the top of my list. When thinking about men who have had a good year. Right. Right. Do you think they would have offered it to Chalamet? I'm oh, I don't yeah. know. And see, I'm just like, he's not a man. So I'm just like <laughs> he's still a boy. I wonder, would Tom Holland have gotten an offer? Oh. His show that same show, uh, where I if I'm correct in my memory, uh, Dakota Johnson plays his mother. Didn't do well and he had long hair in it, but Oh. Was it called Cherry or something? Yeah! I actually did want to say I have that. absolutely no recollection of this. But again, I'm not really attached to... You're not really culture. on social media That's or true. TikTok. That's why we have to catch you up on all the pop culture. Exactly. I need to know. Like, what other movies came out this year? Would Harry Styles have been offered it? 
I I think that that is that's pretty solid, for uh, sure. Simalu maybe. Wonder about him. Chris Pratt did have a good year. He did. Yeah. He had like three big movies because he had the Mario movie. He had Guardians, and then was there a third one, or was it just maybe he just had, had two movies come out? Like just the two. But they were like major box office hits. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> like good year for Chris Pratt. Great year for Chris Pratt. I don't know. I last year, I thought Oscar Isaac had a really good shot mm-hmm. because he had a big, 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 big year. He had Moon Knight. Pascal, yeah, he had. Oh yeah, Pedro oh, Pascal. Pedro, this was yeah. a big year for him too. Yeah, but I don't know. I kind of feel like their moments have passed yeah. or they are in the past currently who's to say I actually think that it would have been Pedro Pascal and I think that he would have happily accepted it yes. but was devastated that he had to say no yeah hopefully yeah. 2024 people's sexiest man of the year could just be Pedro just for our sakes sure just just because I think he deserves it and Absolutely. let's just we should team up for next year. Because he, he did that lie detector interview and they were like are you uncomfortable with the internet calling you daddy and he was like yes and then he was like that's a lie and he was like ah I love it <laughs> that's the truth <laughs> oh, oh. he's so cute he, oh Pedro your item on the list that says Thanksgiving is that the film no it was just like chit chat about Thanksgiving okay. <laughs> which we can do next week is like chit chat about what happened on Thanksgiving. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because I feel like I feel like the final topic we have to go through is is this Jeff Bezos absolutely photo shoot. Okay. Oh, oh Jack. Jack. I'm not know. ready for this either. I I feel like you need to see it again because I'm not on the grams I, or this TikTok. one. You need to see it. We were hit with people sexiest man alive. Patrick Dempsey, and then we get this Vogue article. Oh, I would just like to preface this by saying this is supposedly real journalism, and also Annie Leibovitz shot this. Annie Leibovitz for... What is... Okay, so I'm looking at these photos of this... Why? Is it just that photo? It's... I hate it. Yes. Look at Jeff Bezos' arm. Like, his arm... I, it's, it's not in the right location. Why is it so smooth? And why is it so it, far down his shoulder? It lo- the whole photo looks like it's AI generated. It absolutely, it has to be, right? Because like nothing, none of the shadows make sense. His it's left hand is way hand. too close <laughs> to his gentleman's areas for that to be comfortable. Isn't that insane? I hate this. They're in, like, an old Bronco, which is so cliche. Or maybe it's an old Chevy. I don't know. The cowboy hat? He's... He should be wearing a turtleneck like Steve Jobs, not dressed up like some weird, hunky cowboy in a yellow pickup truck in the middle of the desert. It... It's gross. Like, it's... What what was the objective? What was... What was the conversation? What was thrown out? No, I don't even want to. I don't, oh. So the article itself is about yeah. Jeff Bezos's fiance, Lauren Sanchez. Sanchez. Yes. Yes. Um, Lauren Sanchez, yes. former newscaster turned pilot turned philanthropist, because that's what you do when you have billions of dollars at your disposal. Um, but oh, <laughs> anyway, can't um, relate. He's built his Melinda Gates. 
but the, um, the article itself was a, a little bit about her and you know what people want to hear about actually she's about to marry Jeff Bezos is she ready does she want to <laughs> these are the questions that were asked we'd hope yes and yes but and I mean course, I, I, I could be ready to marry a billionaire I too could be ready to marry Jeff Bezos I stand by that actually no truly <laughs> I, I, I like like, again, throw me a bone in the prenup and, like, let's negotiate how often I have to touch it. <laughs> the bone? Uh-huh. Okay. And, like, there's no way that they're monogamous, so, like, that's fine. Yeah. I could I could get behind, like, the private jet life, having a yacht so big a helicopter can land on it. Like, I could... Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if my morals are, are that convicted. I, um, yeah, it turns out that my ethics and morals can be bought. Yeah. The number is in the billions. That helps. It does. <laughs> it absolutely does. When that the number is where the number with is. A B. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The like, that is number. the number that it takes. Correct. Correct. I say three is the magic number, but in fact, it is one billion. Or three billion. I was gonna say better. I don't even know. I mean, you know, what would I do with a billion? <laughs> Give like Quite most literally of the anything. Quite literally yeah. anything. <laughs> buy the moon. Just just buy that's the moon. What they're trying to do. I would. Love what if that's the next like billionaire? Like fuck yeah, send them to the moon. Peacocking is like trying to buy real estate on the moon. Let them do it. Who's gonna be the first person that tries to like be the real estate agent of the moon? Well, you gotta get like who just someone just lands them selling moon set. Moon set. (laughs) Selling moon set. That's awful, and I love it. When exactly does moon set after all? Wait. the moon set would be when you're on the earth and the moon goes below the horizon, right? That's That would be moon set. You're selling the moon. <laughs> selling, selling moon rise? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, earth God. rise? <laughs> It'll be whichever billionaire can get there first, I guess. <laughs> but are you, do you think that, like, earth view is going to be worth more on the moon than... Because the moon's tidally locked. The same face always faces the earth. So there's... Earth view and space view. Oh, shit. Do what you think if, there'll be, like, real estate differences in prices? What if that's, like, what, like, the Kushners and the Trumps try and do next? Because <laughs> they, like, can't, they, like, can't have, work yeah. on Earth anymore. No one trusts them on Earth, and so they just, like, claim the moon. I don't know. They could because they're not, they don't need money. Elon will, like, take care of them. Are there, like, are there, like, laws in place that prevent someone from just being like, I own the moon now? I'm sure there are, but how are you going to enforce them on the moon if someone has the power to start a moon base? Do you think there's, like, a whole, like, series of laws that, like, we just aren't even aware exist because we're so not rich enough to even apply to it? For sure. And there are probably Space Force agents that are set out to, like, enforce laws. Whoa. Could you imagine being a Space Force, like, law enforcement? I actively forget. Also, A cap. A cap? Even Space Force? Yes. Like, I actively A-S-S-S. forget that we A-B. have a Space Force. Yeah, remember Trump? Did... I, I try not to. His greatest achievement. And then there was, like, that show about it that, was... that we couldn't watch. No, it was Because I was soon. like, it's, it's too close. Space Force and Don't Look Up. 
Like, they weren't comedy. The problem is they're objectively funny, but from our perspective, it's too soon. Y'all, don't make this kind of quality comedy now. And as Berbiglia says, comedy equals tragedy plus time, so wait a bit. Don't don't Look Up was so deeply upsetting to me because it was all written in a pre-pandemic world. Yeah, and it was so... Yeah, it turns out people have been freaking out about climate change and <laughs> and pandemics for much longer than I would have loved to know. I mean, and by that I mean I would have loved to know much sooner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, if there's anything I've learned over this pandemic, it's that being in the know does nothing. Right. Like, that got very it real very fast. But, like, being in the know did, did diddly squat for me. <laughs> I had to postpone my wedding three times. Yeah. It was awful. Awful. It was pretty terrible. But we, we did buy a house in that time, which was great. So thank you, Seattle Real Estate Market, for Oh, yeah, for getting to buy during the only four-week dip in the housing market <laughs> that has happened so far. In the time we've been alive. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say something, and in standard high fashion, I've forgotten what I was going to say, so I'm currently stalling until I remember, and maybe I won't. Nope, it's gone. (laughs) Just like Michael Scott, you just start sentences not knowing where they're going to go. All the time. find it along the way. Yeah, I don't even road trip my sentences, because on a road trip you have a destination. I'm just like, get in the car and start driving. And then sometimes you turn around, sometimes you just drive off a cliff. Sometimes whenever I know that it's not going well, I literally stop paying attention to myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite, you quiet quit your own conversation. It's I just amazing. let the words fall where they may. If my brain gave me the correct ones, they were said. If it gave me all the wrong ones, they were said. Right. So. Let the brain decide. <laughs> the perfect metaphor, not metaphor, it's a perfect... Uh, Anyway, descriptor of what this podcast has become. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love that you read the article. Oh, I read the article because I was truly just... You had to know why these photos came to existence. Truly. And the other photos are also very unhinged. Like, there's one, and it's, like, washed entirely in blue, and she's in, like, an astronaut uniform but like a sexy one of course to show off her figure yeah um and she looks it looks like she's on like a spaceship or something like that and so Mm -hmm. like each photo has like something i the article was probably about her ambition or something like that because like every um every photo was of her in like a different setting set setting job whatever it (laughs) might be so um, and I, and obviously, again, the people want to know about Jeff Bezos, and so he was also included. They talked about what he loved about her, and he, oh, I forgot about this. Jeff, okay, so. I, yeah, I'm just, like, wrapped. You have my attention yeah, so completely. they interviewed him, and he was like, oh, she's the kindest person. She loves, like, making sure that she, it's like, she's always, like, calling her sister, or, like, blah, blah, blah. She's always, like, checking in with people. And then he goes, and then she reminds me to check in with people, to call my kids, to call... <laughs> <laughs> and what a narcissistic ass. Insane. Insane. I was like, I'm sorry, you I could not have waterboarded 
Right, do the bare necessities a parent should be doing. She reminds me that I have children. (laughs) Exactly, and therefore she's valuable. I love what she does for me. Correct. Uh, That's like maximum (laughs) ick factor. And like being a billionaire on top of that, which is just gross. Being a billionaire is just a disgusting thing. Absolutely. It makes me sad for you. Like, it's, oh, it's so embarrassing, Jeff. Oh, he is friends with my queen, Kris Jenner, though, so. Oh, yeah. Kris Jenner, who can do no wrong. False. Kris Jenner, who does every wrong, but gets her 10% no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Kris Jenner does actually go against all of my values and represents all of the trauma I've experienced in my life. And yet, I am obsessed with her. I love her. I have so much respect for her. It makes no sense. It's probably like the embodiment of my toxic past that I just can't quit. Mm, So you are like drawn to it. I know. I'm so drawn to it. She's so incredible. Drawn to it. I also feel like she like truly is one of a kind. Yes. She's an individual. Talk about an original. An original. Because it's not just that like... Obviously, there are moms who have a million kids, even with more than one father. Sure. Yes. There are moms who manage their children's business, probably. Yes. But it's the fact that she does all of it and is famous herself. Yeah. Yes. How many managers do we know of that aren't Scooter Braun? Yeah. Yeah. He who shall not be named. Correct. And even then, we're not going to be talking about that man once all the re-records are out. No. Yeah. It's, we don't... And were we talking about him us. before that? No. Absolutely But as not. soon as reputation drops, he's done. Yeah. He's out of the zeitgeist. Kris Jenner is forever. Yeah, Kris Jenner will, will remain... She'll be... I don't I don't know if she'll be like our generations. And I mean this in a very different way, but like our Marilyn Monroe, you know? Our like enigma that everyone's kind of obsessed with. <laughs> I don't think she's, she doesn't have the same mass appeal. It's a very different comparison, but I, I, I think that the legacy might be of a similar vein. Like, well, in 60 years, there'll probably be a TV show made about a fake musical about Kris Jenner. You know what I mean? Oh, like, God, I want that. Right? <laughs> like, we'll be in our 90s. I want a documentary about Kris Jenner's life where she doesn't get control of the final cut. Yes. I want someone to tell her story as it is, not as she wants us to believe it is. Amazing. Because she was a flight attendant. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the biopic I'd watch. And, like, she just, like, is it just a lesson in marrying well? Is that really all it is? And her own business acumen. I mean, truly, Yeah. We can't take away from the fact that she's but built empires. But did she empires. view her marriages as a business opportunity, and that's why she got where she got? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, if not... And her children are business opportunities? Absolutely. Yeah. And it might not have been conscious, but... No, of course not. She certainly knew what she wanted. Yeah. And I, I think I have a lot of respect for her for knowing what she wanted and just Don't hate it. the player. Hate the game. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well... It's been another another week in pop culture. I feel I feel better for it. Yeah, I feel like I learned a lot. Yeah. I'm a little disturbed about Bezos, but you know. 
What else is new? What else is new? <laughs> Shall I count the ways? <laughs> I liked that. So yeah, we'll just enjoy uh, the late stage capitalist decline of America. One TikTok video at a time. Just yeah. remember, it could be worse. It could, it could be, be worse. worse. Uh, until the next time. Good night, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a condom. <laughs>